On today's Fat Girl podcast, we're going to be interviewing Dr. Hillary Hu, who's a PhD candidate at Iowa State University, and she's going to be discussing some new clinical research with chondroitinase. Dr. Hu, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. Can you give us a little background on uh, what your study's about? Yep. So in this study, we are testing something that's been shown to work really well in laboratory animals, so that's um, lab mice and rats. We're trying to see if this treatment actually work in our clinical subjects, i.e. you know, dogs with spinal cord injuries. And we're trying to um, get 60 dogs to come in for the trial over the next two and a half years. And hopefully we can draw some conclusions based on what we find, you know, the tests we do here. And hopefully we can progress from here to either, you know, clinical transition onto uh, veterinary medicine and human medicine. Perfect. And how exactly does chondroitinase work? What is it? The way it works is there are different treatments for spinal cord injury. So that's um, the biological agent. So that's the cells like stem cell therapy and things like that. Um, the drugs you can use and the surgical procedures or the physical uh, modalities you can use. Chondroitinase is a pharmaco uh, pharmacological agent. What it does is after spinal cord injury, a scar forms within the spinal cord where the injury had occurred. And this scar tissue prevents nerves from regenerating. And what this chondroitinase does is it breaks down the scar tissue and hopefully, you know, it will give the spinal cord a second chance to regenerate. Wonderful. And then is it expensive? At this stage, we actually don't know the cost of it because we're still at a preclinical stage. So far, research work has only been done laboratory animals, so mites and rats. And this is actually the first transitional or preclinical trial so far. So we actually don't know how much it's going to cost for the potential clients. Okay. And then how exactly are you administering it in this clinical study? By injection, in the spinal cord, IV? Injections are um, intrathecal injection directly into the spinal cord. We'll make three injections, one into the site of injury. So we'll know that by looking at the images, you know, whether it's CT or MRI, and one injection in, in front of it, so cranial to it, another one caudal to the original site of um, injury. And what are any potential adverse effects or side effects from chondroitinase when it's injected into the spinal cord? Mm -hmm. So far, there's been no reports of adverse reactions to this particular treatment. But the thing is, we're concerned about things like allodynia or hyperalgesia, so abnormal pain sensation, which is why we test our animals after the injection to see if they can feel normally. So we do it by doing a bone fray test, which is a skin sensitivity test to see if they are sort of overreacting to a certain stimulus. Okay. And I noticed um, the dogs that you're including in this clinical study at Iowa State are basically smaller dogs that weigh less than 20 kgs. Um, yeah. And what's the reasoning for the smaller dogs? So basically, there are two reasons. Firstly, it's more, you know, from a um, owner's point of view, which is, you know, if you have a 40 kilo, which is about 90 pound husky or you know other larger breeds you're probably unlikely to keep them if they have severe paralysis and other spinal cord injury related problems because they're just really hard to keep you have to express their bladder you have to move them around and things like that whereas smaller dogs if they can't urinate you can relatively easily express their bladder and carry them around 
so they can still have a decent quality of life. That's the first reason. The second reason is that because this is a clinical trial, we want to be able to draw conclusions based on a reasonable sample size, as well as we want to be the variables to be controlled. So it's easy to draw conclusions when you have a set weight range, say, 0 to 20 kilos, then say, you know, 0 to 65. Okay. And then also, so when you're looking at dogs that are eligible for their study, they're dogs that haven't been able to walk for at least six weeks after injury. So this includes both trauma and intervertebral disc disease? Yes, that's correct. So the reason we chose that particular time frame is that like on the website it says they can start contacting us and coming in six weeks, but really we try to keep make it about three months because initially after spinal cord injury, the spinal cord reacts to the insult. And after three months, it starts to stabilize. So scar tissue starts to form and any secondary changes would be reduced or slowed down. So after three months, you pretty much reach this relatively stable condition. And it's also a time point where, you know, like after three months, it's very unlikely that anything's going to change significantly clinically. And then how many dogs have you enrolled so far? And have you noticed any positive or negative effects from the initial study results? Yep. So, so far, we haven't noticed anything negative. We have 10 dogs enrolled so far, like participating or finished already. So we have two dogs that have finished the trial. That's one dog that we asked the owners, what have you seen? Um, The owner reported that they did notice some increased motor activity, so like muscle movement in the hind limbs. The other thing is on the bladder test, like obviously I still have to analyze the result after we've done the whole trial. But based on this one dog, when I did the bladder test, we did find that the by the last revisit, the bladder function was normal. But then again, I shouldn't be drawing conclusions based on that one dog. We still have to wait till the trial is completely finished. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Great. Any additional information you want to be able to provide about your chondroitinase clinical trial that's going on at Iowa State? At this stage, we're trying to get as many dogs in as possible because, you know, clinical trials can be quite difficult because this is quite a difficult task for the clients because they have to come in for the initial visit and then they have to return three times after that. So at one month, three months and six months. So a lot of the time it's not possible for the clients, especially they live in, you know, like um, Florida or, you know, California. So it's quite important that we get enough people to uh, bring the dogs in for the trial. And then also, how long are the dogs hospitalized immediately after you inject the chondroitinase? So normally, every time they come in, they stay for the whole week. The injection is quite safe. They can potentially go back on the same day. But we want to do two things. The first thing is we want to make sure the dog is fully awake and all right. We'll probably keep them overnight. But the most important thing is research has shown that chondroitinase treatment works really well with physical therapy. So we want to give these clients the benefit of free physical therapy. I understand that physical therapy can cost a lot in the United States. So what we offer is they enroll in the trial and every time they come in, so which is a minimum four times, they get a free week of physical therapy. So that's a potential benefit as well, both for the client as well as for the study. Does the study include the cost of the anesthesia for injection of the chondroitinase for the pet owner? The only cost is $100 paid to the hospital to cover the admin costs. Other than that, you know, the the procedure itself, the tests we do, the consultations with Dr. Jeffrey and I, as well as the week-long physical therapy sessions, they're all free. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This provides a fantastic, sounds like a very safe option for pet owners who have 
smaller pet that has significant spinal cord injury. So what's the best way if a veterinarian has a potential client for them to get in touch with you or Dr. Jeffrey? You can find Dr. Jeffrey's and my contact details on our website. Wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Who, so much for taking the time to be interviewed for this Vet Girl podcast. And hopefully we can help you enroll some more clinical cases in your conjointness clinical trial. And we're looking forward to seeing some hopefully successful results. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dr. Lee. We really appreciate your support.